Well, good morning, everybody. We wanted to make sure before the kids went upstairs, you know, last week, um, Claire and Scott and the elders had a, had an opportunity to talk about this process of going to the 1032 service and their kind of joy and the places that they went with that. And so we wanted some of our pastoral team to be able to to kind of give their thoughts and their excitement about that for the coming coming weeks, this coming season. So we want to start with Stacy. And Stacy was in on, uh, on the... Uh, the arts meetings that we're planning on that. So Stacy, if you can, in just a minute, talk about uh, what this process of going to 1032 has meant to you and what's kind of uh, the way that you're feeling God moving in that in your life. Well, I have to say, you know, I'm really excited about moving to 1032, um, one service for a few different reasons. Um, one, it's just so wonderful to be able to connect with everybody. I feel really disconnected from the second service part of our church family. So I'm, I just feel be- just a wonderful sense of being all together. Um, from a kid's standpoint, it's so exciting to have all the kids upstairs and be together. And like a lot of times I might not see my um, kids from my class because maybe they have to come to second service for a reason and I miss them. I'll see them in the parking lot on the way out. I'm like, oh, hi, bye. <laughs> so it's so beautiful to be able to see and be with them every single week. So that's just um, a beautiful thing for me. And also, lastly, um, just for um, all the families that have served diligently all these years for two services, it's um, a beautiful gift to have a little extra family time together on, on, a day, on the Sabbath day. So three beautiful things, I think, coming out of this. Awesome. All right. And Chris, and Chris, how about you? As we've been getting ready and kind of excitement and building to go to this, what were the things that you've really uh, sensed that were good and ways to encourage our community about this? Well, I agree with Stacy. There are so many good reasons for this, but the main reason, um, and it comes from a billboard um, on I-94, and it says, the family that prays together stays together. And as a body, as a family of crossroads, when we come together and we worship God together and we praise him together and we sing together and we cry together and we take communion together, we're doing it as a family. And when families share experiences, it binds them together. So if you're going through a wonderful time in the Lord, it's good for you to share that experience with somebody else in the family. If you're going through a hard time, there are certain people within the body that you will be able to see that if maybe the services were still split, you would not be able to see. And you can encourage them, they can encourage you. So it's a time where we'll all be together as one family sharing experiences, sharing, um, just being in God's presence and loving on each other, you know, so it won't be half of the family this time and half of the family that time, but we'll all be together at one time. So the family that prays together, (laughs) the family that sings together, the family that worships together, the family that shares together, it's a family that stays together because there's a bond that's not easily broken. Yeah. Thanks, Chris. That's awesome. I agree. I agree. Hello, Mr. Thomas. Do you agree with your wonderful bride over here? Sure do. All right. So, t- <laughs> how better? So, how, how would you how would you add to that? Uh, you know, without preaching for twenty five minutes. How I, won't, would you, I, won't, I, won't, I promise. I won't uh, not that we wouldn't love it. <laughs> no. Um, basically, when all of us are together, we ex- we exchange different experiences in our lives that will help somebody else. 
you know, um, we pray for one another. We, we, we just love on one another. And because of that being together, it says forsake not assembling yourselves together. And we not forsake that because we grow strength and we gain strength for one another. And so the more here at one time, the more strength I'm going to get. I'm being selfish. <laughs> and then that way you can pour that strength, pour out, that strength out on out. other people. That's right. Yeah, that's really good. Thanks, Jeff. That's awesome. And Mr. Mr. Thurman, and uh, what would you, how would you end this segment up talking about that? So I, because I'm highly analytical and I, I stay in my head a lot, I have trouble putting things into words. So I have to go off of what I feel. Um, and as a musician, we feed off of each other, um, our energy, our musicianship, things like that. But more importantly, when we worship, um, we actually feed off of you. Yes. And the connection that we have with you is amazing. And when we feel more of that connection with you, then that lifts us all closer and, and, and higher and greater and stronger to what God has intended for us on a Sunday morning. And, and it, it was almost like that, that one service, it was almost like we were experiencing the, experiencing the sweetest part of a fruit. If, if I can put that into an imagery, it was like the most concentrated way that we could experience God together. Yeah, that's really good. good. So we're all going to be concentrated starting next week. We won't be, uh, is, is there much pulp with this concentrate or is this? I like pulp. You like pulp. All right. So, so we'll be all anyway. There's, I'm not going to, I, yeah, there's all kinds of places I could go, but I'm not going to do that because their kids, I'm sure, are getting ready to go upstairs. So can we stand up and let's get ready. Thank you guys so much. We're going to get ready to give into our offering first before the kids are going upstairs. And as our band begins to play, we are family. Let's pray together to give into our offering. God, we're so grateful to be together and to be even coming closer together beginning next week in our 1032 service. So we give into this offering. We give into this offering knowing that we are part of your family, God, knowing that you're doing great and amazing works through this church and knowing that you're just going to increase those things. So we give with grateful and happy hearts this morning. In the name of the Father and Son and Holy Spirit, amen. You can bring your offering to the front baskets or to the ones in the back. As we sing, we are family.
seated. Tammy, we're going to skip that video and just move on forward. So, well, 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 it's wonderful to be back with you all. As, uh, as Clarence Scott uh, said back there, um, they are praying for us and uh, know and are hoping that, uh, you know, that I don't mess things up while they're gone. So that's always good to know. And uh, it's always good to be with you. I'm going to really mess with Bruce and come all the way down here with you. And he's going to make sure to tell me not to do that second service. But um, I'll just say, Bruce, you're not the boss of me. <laughs> anyway, but I will listen to him because, because our technical folks are uh, way too important to irritate. You know what I'm saying? So anyway, I was just thinking I have my uh, I have my my coffee mug that has Coca-Cola in it, and if I put it on this table, I think my aunt would find out that I did that and 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 say that uh, you know that's that's probably uh, uh, I don't know probably not the right thing to do. So I'm going to keep it on the floor today. So how's everybody doing? It's good to see you. Um, it's wonderful to be back with you all and um, um, to be able just to spend a little bit of time with you, talking with you, and um, to be experienced this last uh, 9.30 service for at least a little while, and and to be a part of this Vibrant Summer series. And today it's uh, Vibrant Kingdom. Oh, hey, my wife is here. Hi, Rhonda. Good morning. Oh, man. No, I've really got to be on my best behavior. She's going to say something about picking on Bruce, I'm sure. Anyway, um, so we're in this this part of the vibrant summer, and today we're talking about vibrant kingdom. And when we talk about this word kingdom, you know, we know that it's kind of an ancient word, and we don't think about living in a kingdom now. Uh, we know we live uh, in this uh, democratic republic, and we don't have a king, and we so we kind of see it as a bit of... An, an ancient word, but really when we think about our life with God, kingdom can be a helpful word because since it is from another time, it reminds us that the kingdom of God is both then and there, here and now, and it's also beyond and it's not yet. So kingdom kind of reminds us that being a part of the family of God, it's big. It's not just Crossroads Church. It's not just 2019. It's, it's big. It, it, we are connected to people throughout history. And so kingdom is a good word. And so for today, we'll keep it. So the kingdom is God's creation. It's God's community or God's family, which we're all a part of. And the community is also a gathering place where we discuss things of meaning and we ask questions. And it's a good thing. Henri Nguyen said, only when we have come in touch with our own life experiences and have learned to listen to our inner cravings for liberation and new life, can we realize that Jesus did not just speak, but he reached out to us in our most personal needs. The gospel didn't, doesn't just contain ideas worth remembering, It's a message responding to our individual human condition. The church is not an institution forcing us to follow its rules. It's a community of people inviting us to still our hunger and thirst at its tables. So, you know, when I go on, I'm going to put this technology on the holy table. I think it'll be all right. 
we'll see if it falls off. We know I shouldn't have said it there. So whenever I go, uh, I, you know, we in the summertime, those of us on staff, we like to take our breaks. We'll take a, a week or two off, and I and I did. I took two weeks off. So it was our two week vacation, and but it wasn't really a vacation where uh, we went anywhere. I feel like I've got my back to you guys, so I apologize. I'll wander here shortly. I apologize. I, I promise. I should say. Um, it was. It was a. It wasn't a break where we went places or took a vacation. Um, Rhonda's days off and my days off didn't really go together, um, which happens. And the kids, now that they're all uh, adults, their vacations don't tie in either. So it's not easy to go away. So my break was was a break where um, I was doing stuff around the house, fixing things. Rhonda would say, re-breaking things. Um, but it was, for me, it was a place where um, I, I could get away from the normal stuff of my day and just do mindless things, fixing things, cleaning things, organizing things. Now, for people that know how to properly fix things, organize, clean, and clean things, it's not mindless. But because I don't know what I'm doing, it's mindless. I, I had to replace two doors on our shed. And for someone that knew what they were doing, you know, they would measure crosswise and get in. But what I did was I just measured the two rotten doors and prayed that they would fit after I cut in this. So they kind of fit. They look a little... Anyway, I won't get into that. So for me, it was to be able just to kind of let my mind clear and be open um, and to listen to podcasts and to be able to um, just experience God in a, in a new and different way. So it was really healthy and really good for me. And so... Um, you know, it's been a summer of great change uh, around our house. If we can look at the first picture, our second oldest, Sarah, uh, graduated from Central Michigan. There's Sarah right there. She graduated, and so she's in the, and she's in the midst of uh, uh, going through interviews and doing all that stuff. And then second, our daughter, Julia, graduated from Marshall High School. There's Julia with our three older kids. And you can see Julia is a beast. She can pick up and carry her brother around, which is pretty impressive for a five-foot-tall woman. But again, she comes from a line of strong five-foot-tall women. And so it's very easy to carry the big, bigger brother around. So that's good. Along with them coming home, um, it's interesting um, at times in our house, there were six or seven adults uh, and four dogs in our house. Um, it all started with our dog uh, on the left there. That's Molly. Molly is six, six years old, Rhonda? No? Six or seven. And so uh, Molly is more like a cat. She doesn't really like us. Um, she chooses when to come hang out with us. About the only time she's really with us is when she jumps in our, our bed to sleep with us and lays on Rhonda's legs all night long. So, so that's Molly. The second one is our daughter Sarah's dog, and that's Lua, and she's kind of a doodle mix. And um, Lua came home with Sarah uh, two years ago, and she lived in her apartment with her at the Central. But, of course, she came home. Lua... Uh, was the one that really ruined my house. And the reason is this. Because my wife Rhonda fell in love with Lua. Lua loves people. Lua wants to do whatever you want Lua to do. Lua snuggles. And so when Lua left, Rhonda decided she needed a new puppy, which takes us to the next slide, which brings us to Ellie on the left. Ellie is our is our uh, our, our uh, yeah she's our retriever and she as you can see is not very bright 
but she is beautiful and she is sweet and she's wonderful. And again, she loves everybody. So it was, it was, it worked out perfect uh, because she filled that need that Rhonda really wanted. And then again, because Lua ruined everything, because we said yes to one child, what does that mean? When another child says, Dad, we want a dog that's going to live with us in our apartment. It's only going to live with you for three months out of the year. Came Rosie, the dog right there. And so along with the six or seven adults, we have these four dogs. And if we go to the next page, these are the kinds of things that would happen in our house. They would hang out together. And as you can see, the three younger dogs love each other and will hug each other quite often and quite often have a ridiculous looking smile on their face as it's all going on. So the problem with these younger dogs, as beautiful as they are, is that they leave us presents on the carpet and they wake up at different times of the night. So you can see there's been some transition in the Capo House this summer, but it's reminded us of the goodness of new things happening with God. And it's reminded us to keep our hearts and our minds open to the lovely things and the goodness of God. And when I go on break, as I said, um, I usually do it so that my mind and my heart can be refreshed and so that when I come back, um, I can experience God's goodness with you all. Because like you all, um, I have questions in my life. I have questions about the world. I have questions about myself. Uh, I turned 48 at the beginning of July and I realized that I had never lived with anybody else within a decade of my age before. My parents were young. When I moved out of the house, my mom was 39. So it's like, man, this is really weird. What is is it like to live with a 48-year-old person? I had no idea. And so these kinds of questions that I was asking, trying to find out, God, what is this? What does my next life, next part of life mean? God, am I just having a midlife crisis or are these really good, healthy questions that I'm asking of you? Where are you in my heart? Where are you moving in my family's life? Will my family be safe? Is the world as crazy as it seems to be at the moment? Because at times it's usually crazy. It doesn't always feel like God, it's like, God, where are you? There's things happening to people, to children that really don't make sense. God, help me. Help me to understand the goodness of where you are in the midst of it. And so I said to all these beautiful people up here on music practice before I went on vacation, I said, I just asked them, I said, will you guys pray for me while I'm gone? Because I really need to be refreshed. Um, I really need to be renewed. I need to know that my life is making a difference uh, in the bigness and the craziness of this world. Do any of you guys ever feel like that? Do any of you ever have questions like that or like other thing? It's like, God, I know the world is spinning and I know you put it in. And I know you say your word, your mercies are new every morning. But God, some days I'm having trouble seeing that. God, can you help me? And so, as I said, I asked them all to pray for me. And on the second day on vacation, Christine sent me a text. And she, she just basically says, Don, I just want you to know I'm praying for you. And I want you to know that God's goodness is right there for you. I want you to know that God wants you to be refreshed. I want you to know that God loves you. Isn't that good to get a text like that? 
And so I'm wondering for you all at this moment is, um, can we just think for a moment before we sing, here's my heart, Lord. Can we just close our eyes and can we think, what are the questions that we have for God? If we were to give ourselves permission to ask any question in the world of God, what would that be? And it can be a meek question. It could be an angry question. It can be a sad question. Or it could be a grateful question. And do we really understand that, you know, we... If for those of us that are parents, if we can handle our God or our children being angry or upset or frustrated or hungry, surely God can handle that. So what I want to ask you to do is this. If you can remember that question, that's awesome. But if you need to type that question down in your phone, or write that question down on any sheet of paper because God is faithful to answer the questions of our life. And then even beyond that, if you feel like you want to let other people in on the question, turn those questions into the Next Steps kiosk to us at the church because we want to be with you. The kingdom of God, the community of God is meant to encourage one another in the darkest of times and to rejoice with one another in places of rejoicing. So remember that God loves your questions. God loves it when you come to him and say, God, I don't understand. God, help me draw me closer to you. God is with us in our questions.
goodness of God is that when we speak to God and when he, we allow him to speak back to us, we hear the things that are true for our lives. We hear the things of redemption and reconciliation and goodness and healing and salvation. And we know that when we're gathered back together that we can experience that in an even more powerful way because the kingdom the community, is the welcoming gateway of the goodness of God. I mean, do you know that about us being together? It's the welcoming gateway to the goodness of God. And we're all participants in the good grace of God's creation. And our individual gifts are necessary in the body of Christ. And, you know, we hear um, these wonderful quotes of people like, of course, I'm going to quote an Italian here. The Italian violin maker, Antonio Stradivari, he said it that when any master holds twixt chin and hand a violin of mine, he will be glad that Stradivari lived, made violins, and made them of the best. For while God gives them skill, I give them instruments to play upon. God choosing me to help him, he could not make Antonio Stradivari's violins without Antonio. Isn't that, isn't that good to know? I mean, we really need to understand that you can't, we can't do the Bonnie things without Bonnie. We can't do the Ed things without Ed. We can't do the Jaquiel things without Jaquiel, Greg things without Greg, and especially the Bruce things without Bruce. Am I back on Bruce's good side? Do you guys think? Anyway, so we are, we are all participants of this good grace, y'all. I mean, and we shouldn't, we shouldn't put aside who we are. Now, look, we shouldn't get a big head about it. None of our gifts are better than the others, but each of them are important. And God works with women's and men's cooperation. And we, in the flow of all that God is, Father, Son, and Spirit. Now, how this all works, I'm not really sure of. It's a part of us working and growing and joining and asking together. I hope if you guys get anything out of today, it's just ask. Ask God. Ask the big questions. And when we join together, how wonderful a mystery it is that we get to participate in this. The mystery of knowing God isn't that God is not understandable. Uh, So let me say this in in a more clear way. Richard Rohr says, mystery is not something you can't know Mystery is endless knowability. Let me say that again. Mystery is something you can't know. Mystery is endless knowability, meaning that we will know something more tomorrow than we know today about God. We'll know something more in a year that would just absolutely blow our mind today if we were to hear it. But we, in each day with God, know more about this amazing mystery because God because the Holy Spirit is endlessly 
knowable and how good that is. And if we open and don't close ourselves off, we can understand God in a new way each and every day. And if we ever think that we have God and the world figured out and just decide to stay right here, then we're going to lose the mercies of tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And we even create an idol out of our understanding of today and the last experience that we had. But when we are gathered as a community together, we remind ourselves to search out the goodness and the newness of God. Can we think for just a moment about some of the things in our world, in our country, that are in one way or another, they seem like they're kind of spinning out of control. And look, I'm not going to tell you the things that I think are spinning out of control because we're not going to get into viewpoints or, or polit- uh, political viewpoints or all these things. Because whether we're right or we're center or we're left, one, that, one thing that we can agree on is that there's chaos in the world. And besides, we know that God is not left, center, or right. God is God. The kingdom is the kingdom. And we need to get on board what God is saying and not what our own viewpoints are. Okay? So God is merciful and full of love and righteousness and reconciliation. And the kingdom is God's idea, not any woman's or man's idea. And, but if I can give you the good news, if we can just pause for a moment, it's that in the midst of human upheaval, it's when the Holy Spirit is most at work. In the midst of human upheaval is when the Holy Spirit is most at work in the background and speaking in that still small voice into our, vo- into our ears saying, get involved here. Pray for this person here. Bring reconciliation here. The Holy Spirit is most at work encouraging and nudging and equipping and providing the keys of love, mercy, reconciliation to individuals that the world would experience the prophetic move of the healing and freeing of the captives, the resourcing of the poor, and in the words of Dr. King, helping us understand that the the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends toward justice. And so how do we tap into this? Well, in large part, it's by gathering together, y'all. It's in the loving, it's in the encouraging, it's in the experimenting and in the failing, it's in the excelling and the mourning and the celebrating together. And we gather together to strengthen one another and to be able to say in one voice, there's plenty of room in here. The water's just fine. Come on in. We're not putting up walls, but building gates and bridges and chartering ferry boats if necessary to welcome the lost in. Because there's room for the lost, broken, cast out, disadvantaged, and disaffected to come in and say and to see that the work is already done and God is saying, come. So as we're coming together under one roof, let's remember that as we worship and as we learn and as we ask questions together, that the purpose of being together is to encourage and strengthen one another and to have room for personal transformation. And then we can all extend a hand of love and fellowship to all people, that we can rejoice in God's dream and that we would all experience the reconciliation and salvation of Christ in this world and in the world to come.
Can we read together Psalm 10, verses 17 through 18? O Lord, you will hear the desire of the meek. You will strengthen their heart. You will incline your ear to do justice for the orphan and the oppressed, so that those from earth may strike terror no more. And as we're getting ready to come to a close and to sing in just a moment, let's read and let's let our last scripture be the first one that Scott and Claire used last week out of Romans chapter 1, verse 12. Now this means that when we come together and are side by side, something wonderful will be released. We can expect to be co-encouraged and co-comforted by each other's faith. Amen. Let's stand together and let's sing. Let's sing God's goodness. Sing God's love. Knowing all creatures of our God and King gather together with one voice. All creatures of our God and together under one roof all crossroads church worshiping 
And hearing the word together, oh, it's going to be so good. It's going to be an awesome new ministry season, and this time together is going to be beautiful. So I say to you all for the last 930, for a little while at least, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and all God's people said, Amen. Have a wonderful week, everybody. We'll see you next week at 1032.